everyone and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for the fifth episode of Vikings Season 1 Raid, which was written by Michael Hurst and directed by Sirian Downley. I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. We finally, the Ragnar versus Earl Harrelson head-to-head that we expected to get as far as him making his move against him what he's been preparing for knowing that he has very much changed the power dynamics not necessarily in an intentional manner but that is the wave of which he finds himself being propelled into and thus Earl Harrison has to make his move to try to wipe the opponent off the board and while we of course root for our protagonist Ragnar there's nothing to say what he's doing is incorrect he's gotta he's gotta stand or he's going to find himself just pushed aside what this show does very well and what I appreciate about it is the complexity of characters it's not just black and white everyone has a a story to tell has a reason for their actions and aren't necessarily playing for for morality's sake as much as the game of power and that game is not is not without corruption on some certain level but it does require in this society of warrior where that mentality where dying in battle is the the modus operandis then you are going to to see people dissolve into violence in order to establish their dominance so it's not a shocker i mean that's that's what's been happening for years and generations and it makes sense that he would choose to assault ragnar's settlement to maintain his we start the episode with ragnar and athelstan as they come back from fishing he's taking the guts out of the fish cleaning them which is disgusting while ragnar chews on bark do i have that correct they have a interesting conversation where athelstan asks am i still your slave he says you have not tried to escape he acknowledges he has no desire to escape even if he could however he realizes in this society that slaves are treated less than dogs ragnar claps back do i treat you like a dog and he's like no however being free means something to me and since it is something that does mean something to him ragnar very casually grants him his freedom so he is no longer a slave he is a free person he also begins to inquire after that moment about his gods and that bothers him 
because despite them becoming closer he's not quite sure if athelstan is mocking him and his beliefs at that moment because he said very casually previously is that in your world and ragnar had to remind him that it is his world as well so because there's still a separation between them he's not so keen to to discuss what his beliefs are with him because he asked what are you preparing for i know that you're preparing for something you're making yourself very strong and he says maybe not strong enough and then he says what is the what do the gods say on the next day he is going for a hunt i don't need i don't think he needed to to feel i think they just wanted to show how hunting happens where you know you take your hand out there's shit right there oh it's warm it must be nearby but like that motherfucker was so damn loud announcing itself i think that he didn't need to do that to locate that deer hello motherfucker The attack begins on the village as they shoot arrows. Everyone is fair game. Lagatha realizing what's up, arms everybody and says, let's get ready because your father will be here. There's more of them the whole entire time. Every time <laughs> Bjorn opened his mouth, I wanted to strangle him. Shut the fuck up. You're a fucking cunt. Shut the fuck up. You're a stupid cunt. Suck my dick. Okay, maybe not every time, because there was one scene that was hilarious, but everything he said in this moment, like, you're the son of Ragnar. Stop being a bitch. There's more of them than us. Be strong. Oh, father, I want to stay here with you. I said get your ass in the goddamn escape hatch boy i didn't ask you to argue with me <laughs> is he dead is he dead just like oh my god backhand that kid with the fucking weird haircut because i hate his haircut as well uh ragnar realizes what's up he ends up hearing and i love this whole scene of him just running through and murking folks on his way to his family but just as he gets to said family he is struck with the arrow in the shoulder by fucking savine now fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch he's over here you lord fucking asshole so the earl comes over after he had that that aside of I know that Ragnar thinks the gods favor him, but he will learn today that he is a human man. And he comes out to buy time to allow his family to escape to the boat, which they do and push off to. He has to speak with his god and he ends up fucking up a soldier and stealing a horse and getting away just as the earl was about to kill him saying doing you acknowledge that you are a criminal 
he is chased by the earl's men however he is able to get to the top of a mountain the mountain that he was at that he had been meditating at possibly and he falls into the water and who saves him yep athelstan baby he is absolutely bedazzled by ragnar this entire episode it's like man crush territory (laughs) but he's also in a unique position of watching a man come from nothing begin to ascend to this great great power this great influence but he also himself is very humble and kind and nice and all the things you would want out of a great leader so you also have that power not power but influence uh that he sees as someone who is the epitome of what it means to be in this man's circle he's a christian he's god is respected he offers his friendship he offers his freedom and in turn he saves his life by jumping in the water and retrieving him while everyone else in the boat flops well lagatha didn't flop her hands around but for fuck's sake gita poor thing she had they gave her that sword she's like i do not know what the fuck to do with this why are y'all acting as if i am not just the sweet adorable girl of ragnar (laughs) girl child who is absolutely adorable but not a fighter whatsoever they take him to floki and we see his his concubine his girlfriend which goes by the name of oh i always forget but she's michael hearst's daughter something that i learned after season one. Oh my gosh it's bothering me that i don't know her name uh i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out because i remember torsten helga there we go uh they have her as floki's woman so they're not married but she is uh is very much like a wife to him because she's not a slave as free women have much more rights which athelstan was talking about to slave women who could be murdered beaten sexually assaulted whatever which is what we saw in episode four or three whichever episode you saw rollo rape that woman that is part of just the society also is permitted on raids it's just part of it so he is stuck at floki's gravely injured but floki is able to save his life you see that uh lagatha prayed to the god freya a lot of people don't know this but the goddess freya actually has the pick of the best slain men from the battlefield prior to odin in viking mythology so i i was surprised to learn of that subversion of power and how how we rewrite history and just leave the very important things out as always especially when it comes to female superiority while he is healing there are things going on in Cadigat 
Earl Harrelson is annoyed that Ragnar got away, but he has all of his people watched. He confiscates his boat and he offers it in a dowry for a Swede Earl who shows up. Much to Siggy's surprise, because at first she's like, guess, he didn't say we was having guests. Why why they should get to know each other? Because they're to be married. Oh hell no! To her credit, Theory accepted that ring and said, Thank you, my lord, you are very kind, and did not run off in a tantrum like her mother did. Clearly upset with the match, she accosts her husband as soon as he comes into the room, says that he is bald and ugly. He says that we need this alliance. And for the first time, if you caught it, it's very quick, you got an indication that there is a hierarchy in this land as they mentioned that he is the cousin to king horik put a pin in that but there is a king whom the earls are loyal to and this particular connection royal connection is very very beneficial to them as well as lands but she explains to his wife she says it's not about the money it's also about your daughter's happiness and she says you disrespected me by not telling me anything about this and you don't care and he says i haven't cared about a lot of things since our boys died in an earlier scene we saw him holding a baby boy who he was very reluctant to give back to its mother You can tell the toll, the emotional toll it took to baptize or give the blessing to all the newborn children and to continue to have to do that years after their own children. Or I'm not sure if it was years or yeah, they didn't really clarify. But that loss is still very fresh with him, if not actually fresh. And it has taken a part of his soul away what happened and it has also caused a little bit of a rift between him and his wife because she says that i i lost them too i bore them they were my children i love them as much as i loved you which adds context to that previous scene of them you know having that little spark that they used to have and him being unable to perform you know you get a little bit of a glimpse of what they used to be and that is enough for both of them to mourn over so he tells her how their children died because she thinks that they that he just buried them and moved on and didn't allow for that conversation and he explains that no they the people that murdered them not only put them in a shallow grave they cut off their heads and they put their heads to their asses as a final insult to him furthermore the people that did this were never held accountable and thus he concludes there are a lot of horrors out there in the world being married to a rich old ugly old man i said oh like twice (laughs) is not so bad if it protects my children and I love that scene between them because it was very well acted. And you got to see a depth to a character that you did not see previously. 
and i like that because it doesn't make for here's the good guy here's the bad guy it's a little bit more complex than that torsen makes his way to floki's uh and informs him that the earl is still looking for you he's marrying off his daughter he took our boat which that pissed off ragnar even though he tried to shrug it off saying that floki will make us another boat but it's not like he didn't use his entire savings in that boat so i mean you could say floki's got the skill but you still need all of the things that went it's years to make that boat lagatha is concerned that they are eating floki's winter stock because they lost everything floki says you have your children you have your husband you have yourself you didn't lose the things that actually mattered and she's like yeah that's all well and fine but we have to eat and there's already not enough to go around and he says the gods will provide which catches athelstan's attention which he tries to make a correlation between their gods by saying hey in my faith he didn't even say it like that he's just like under heaven fate is fate and while loki shrugs it off like just eat your soup priest and he does take it on the cuff ragnar acknowledges you know your gods do sound a lot like ours and then that smile from athelstan i can be your hero baby i can kiss away the pain I will stand by you forever. You can... Athelstan asks about the gods. We learn that there are a lot of palaces, not just Valhalla, but Valhalla is down the road. Floki goes into great detail about Valhalla, which, you know, does sound pretty awesome. Everyone's like, ooh, ah. He then asks, what's Ragnarok? No! everybody didn't want to talk about ragnarok did not want to mention ragnarok but i thought it was interesting that during ragnarok 800 soldiers will come out of 514 doors it's like that's that's uh that's pretty deep he asked how the earth was created according to them and it was basically a dissection of body parts and they asked well how do you see the world coming into creation priest and he just had this look on his face like well i don't want to follow that shit up but what i say is doesn't even sound that interesting <laughs> it just a guy just made some stuff he's like mm, i'm just gonna do this and i'm gonna do that uh torsten gets to sleep with helga because they both were eye fucking each other from the minute they they caught eyes and floki allows this to happen so kind of a play on what we saw with ragnar and his wife and athelstan <laughs> like this is a great honor you know if she's down for it i'm down for it they just all they get down together some time has passed because we heard the earl say i'll come back in a few months or in the a different season to offer gifts and the wedding to take place it is the wedding day rollo shows up he wants to speak with the earl 
the earl says look this could have been you if you had turned on your brother and he's like i don't know why you think i'm stupid enough to think that this was actually going to be my fate he also says i think i thought about it often afterwards i'm like oh that's creepy considering you're sleeping with her mother or i don't know what the fuck they're doing but it's definitely sexual attraction i felt bad for theory when she had to had to go in and everybody has to watch you on your wedding night and she's trying her best to just accept this disgusting looking man with fucked up teeth and just ew so gross however she's gonna do her duty like so many women have done before her whether they like it or not or happy or not rollo wants to write again earl harrelson doesn't think that he doesn't know where his brother is or that he can trust him he is warned by siggy interestingly that it's going to be a trap they're going to seize you they have a kiss so he probably thought oh you just want to meet me to fuck and she's like no i actually want to meet you because uh because i think i have a thing for you i don't know this kind of popped up out of nowhere to be quite frank but i'm gonna go with it he is then tortured in an attempt to get ragnar's whereabouts back at the back at floki's <laughs> the funniest part is you see his wound is still not healed lagatha's like it will in a few months he's like it's taking too damn long and bjorn says you have to have patience father and he mocks him you have to have patience father shut up get the fuck out my face with that shit torsten shows up with the news about what has happened i like seeing everybody around you know because ain't shit going on so when when things pop off you like ear hustling like a motherfucker you're like oh stop all tasks because it's been boring as hell there's news and ragnar's look when he said he tortured my brother oh now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up this scene was so intense and it was just a whole bunch of people staring at each other because you got torsten being like what you gonna do floki being like it's a trap him his look at floki lagatha sitting over there like what are you gonna do i'll support whatever you're gonna do but what are you going to do and he got atheston being like this is the greatest day of my life because <laughs> i'm witnessing history but this is also a monk who would write down and copy text from history that's a big part of what monks did now he's he's like got a front row seat he goes through the door he looks out into the rain takes a few minutes he calls over floki he says look this is what you about to do you about to go to Cadigate. you about to ask a meeting with the earl you're going to challenge him to a single combat and tell him if he cowards out then the gods will never odin will never let him into valhalla let him know that that's what's about to happen <laughs>
that concludes our episode we do have feedback however uh it is for episode number five and not this current episode shy is out of town and mimi is one episode behind but i'm sure we shall get caught up relatively soon to get all three of us uh or mostly for hearing from them as well on their first time viewing of this show so let's hear what Mimi has to say about episode five What up, Cena? Um, this is feedback for um, Vikings up into episode five. I clearly am one behind. I thought the last one you podcasted on was four. Um, I was, I, I had to watch three through five, and I was gonna go to six, but then I was like, oh no, we're not on six yet. So I'm slacking, but I will be caught up next week because I'm finally moved all the way out of our old house and all the way into our new house after being in a place for six years i don't think you realize how much stuff you have i don't think you realize how much crap you have taken um apart and changed you (laughs) have a child who likes to flip and do stuff there was slime on the ceiling on the carpets Um, We did ban him from using slime, but that was about, um, I don't know, probably too late because it was already places all, it was all over the place. And then there was places where we had covered up, like we had bought furniture, so we covered up a part of the wall and we didn't realize that our child, who was probably five at the time, colored on the wall with markers. It was a whole deal. We had to replace a bunch of blinds. One of the blinds I can definitely take credit for because (laughs) there was a wasp trying to kill me and it got caught in the blinds and I was trying to kill it and protect myself and there was some damage. So I'll, I'll take to that. But my son, he destroyed quite a few of those blinds. So we had to replace those. But I mean, I don't, I don't know how often you, you know, Anybody else out there, you or Shy have, you know, rented. I know Shy has a house, so it's probably been a while since she rented. But you know, like, you give them the security deposit, which is fine. Um, but um, I don't want to have to owe her more. And when they, they charge ridiculous amounts, like if you forget to clean the oven, they'll say it was $150. I know it ain't cost you $150 to clean that damn oven. Like, it's not like we're discussing people in the oven ain't been clean in six years. It's cleaned regularly. It's just you probably had to scrub a stain off. Or you sprayed the oven cleaner and waited 30 minutes and wiped it away. But it ain't cost, it ain't, it ain't used $150 worth of energy. (laughs) So we didn't want to give any reason. Our landlord has really been wonderful. She always, uh, drive, she'll like drive past the house and she feels like the, you know, the lawn is like the grass doesn't look good. There's holes in it or something. She'll have, a gardener come like put little like cheese they used to put like the grass feeder thing in there or like if the shrubbery is looking terrible this was before we bought a bunch of stuff to do it ourselves but she would have her gardener come like 
clip up the old shrubs and make it look nice and get rid of the, the weeds. I mean, it's also her property, so she probably is doing it for herself, but she was really nice. So I don't think she would be petty like that. And we told her we were looking, so it's not like we just left her high and dry out of, you know, nowhere. Um, but still, like, it's, it was it was a lot. And I just, I think we underestimated how long it would take because we have been in the new house since the middle of July, but we haven't officially moved everything out of the old house until today. So it was a, it was a lot back and forth, but it's finally done. So I, I can't wait to actually get this new house um, situated and together and everything fell into place um, we didn't we didn't have to pay any uh, rent in July because we paid first and last when we moved in um, well I think we, we had to pay the the rent went up a little it was like $25 so I don't really count but our first mortgage payment is due till August 5th um, so it, it all it all worked out I'm, I'm really happy with the choices that we made I'm, I'm glad we found a house I'm glad everything so far is working out and I'm enjoying it and we got a couple new pieces of furniture we're gonna be putting together so I'm really excited you know this new little step um, but with all that being said with everything that's been going on in my life um, and then you know my little sister moving in with us it's, it's a whole ordeal that it that's her business to say so I'm not but Long story short, now Darren and I have a eight-month-old and a two, almost three-year-old. He will, he will be three in November, living in our house. The downstairs basement is finished, so she wanted that that one because she just wanted to not be in the way. I don't know, but you know, my son's eleven. I ain't been around a t I ain't lived with a toddler since he was a toddler, so it's been an adjustment. Um, but you know, it's it's a new you know chapter in her life it's something that's you know we all gotta adjust to we'll, we'll work it out but everything like I said our life has been going through some things right now so our TV hasn't been something that we've been able to <laughs> fully do but you know um, I will be officially caught up luckily none of our shows have started up so you know we don't have a lot of stuff on the roster but I'm hoping I can watch Gray Man on Sunday get caught up to episode seven with Vikings and then I've been watching Minx but I'm so far behind on that I think I'm, I'm I just finished episode two it's a good show and it's not long so I know I can finish watching that it's just you know between going back and forth cleaning up the old house and making dinner and taking care helping my sister with her kids it's, it's been an adjustment but now we can take that other thing out and I can get back to what I like to do sitting around watching TV doing nothing that's my plan <laughs> so um, anyway after I've just rambled on for a hundred minutes about nothing to do with Vikings let me just go ahead and give you my little um, synopsis of what's going on thus far now I never liked the Lord like I don't remember what his name is you know it's been a while so my memory already kind of iffy but I don't remember his name but I I just really didn't trust him I know he had that thing and, and and one thing I will say I honestly didn't realize that that his wife was always his wife I thought she looked so much younger than him I thought that maybe she was the stepmom so color me surprised when I found out that those sons that were killed were her sons and then her poor daughter that got married to that beat red old crusty looking ass dude that that was her daughter and she was like 
<laughs> he's old and he's ugly. <laughs> she was not wrong. He looked like he has congestive heart failure. So I'm not saying she's going to have to have sex with him because she got to give him a son. I guess daughters ain't worth shit. <laughs> may, may he be blessed with many sons. Like, But hopefully she can, she can get pregnant and the man can die and she can have all that money because yuck and to make matters worse she thought she was gonna get Rolo I felt bad for her because I mean Rolo might be a dickhead but that motherfucker fine and I was like you poor thing she had her body got all ready for Rolo and then she got Mr. Beat face I mean out of every like there are some Viking like older men that look attractive like um Knut's dad he was kind of like grumpy looking but I feel like he was kind of cute I'm talking about uh, Valhalla like I, I don't know how to explain it like he just looked like he might like if you just shaved off all his facial hair he might have had like he might have been cute underneath there and we know Canute was fine King Canute was fine so it's not like she couldn't her daddy couldn't find an older suitor that was attractive or at least not disgusting that man looked like first of all he don't brush his teeth i know vikings didn't do that but some of them don't look like they don't brush their teeth they just did and then he didn't look like he doesn't look like he takes bath he doesn't look like he's very hygienic and that's gross Ugh, i felt so bad for her but i just didn't expect um that to be her mom i thought she was a step stepmom um, so that was a surprise and also the king clearly hates uh, Rag, Rag, uh, oh my god Ragnar um, and Rolo for you know multiple reasons but the fact that he was oblivious like you're so fucking concerned about what Ragnar is doing that you're not even looking at your wife I fuck fucking Rolo I was like I know that they're not trying to be I, I know that wasn't them being subtle like I knew as soon as is is they made eye contact that they were either fucking, they wanted to fuck, or they used to fuck. One somebody was fucking at some time, or it was in the cards. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna find out. Um, I really don't understand how this is working now. I know I I've missed a couple episodes and maybe you explain that it, but why would like okay I understand like if your king says something you need he's not a king lord says something you got to do it but why would why were they okay with just attacking this village and they were so much that those villagers were so much older like it was a lot of them like that were old and defenseless and they were just killing everybody just because ragnar lived there like explain to me why they were so okay with just going through there like I thought they had codes and stuff like that. Like you can't just go kill, um, you know, a, 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 another Viking without just cause. And he called um, he called Ragnar a criminal. Like he's a criminal because he killed your brother. But you guys also, in front of the entire Viking community, acknowledged that he had a right. Like we learned about Hollow when you. Um, when a woman is raped, killing that man that raped that that woman is allowed. So I'm just confused on like how it's okay for him to just go around killing the village because he wants he decided that Ragnar is going to be a criminal. 
Um, I, I understand why Ragnar said his said he killed killed him and not his wife. I'm assuming nobody's supposed to know what her history is, but I just I for the life of me can't understand it. And even though Floki is fucking a lunatic, that man is crazy. He a fucking G. Cause when when they were in like the hall and oh, I just hiccuped and burped. I am so sorry. Um, they were going after Ragnar when they were like arresting him for killing Canute, uh, and he was ready to go in. And Ragnar was like, "Nah, it's cool." And I feel like he's clearly. Um, he he just feels that Ragnar has too much power, which I understand he actually does. Like he speaks and people listen, and that's something that you should be you should be scared of because he has a following and he's not even trying. But I just don't understand like as a lord what his reasoning is and what's to stop people from revolting from him because they can see what he's doing, you know. So I might have missed that. You might have talked about it already, but I am interested in that. I I know that now since uh, the Lord has, you know, kidnapped, kidnap isn't probably the word that they use, but he has Rolo and he's torturing him. And it just seems like Rolo isn't about to give up his brother. So I'm not quite sure where, like, you know, what the end game is. I, it sounds like he's, doing this on purpose because he wants to um because he wants to like trap Ragnar and force his hand which it looks like that's what it's what he's doing um but I just I'm just confused on why he thinks this is a good idea um and I can't wait to see what's happening I'm, I'm very salty that I didn't skip to six and finish watching it because it's definitely going to be good. I don't know how many episodes is in season one, but it seems like uh, the other shoe is about to drop, and I'm here for it. Um, what else? Um, I am looking forward to seeing, um, you know, the progression with Ragnar's children. I, I, I just, I don't know. Appleton, I... The one thing I will say is that <laughs> I understand like religion is important to everyone, but the way that they treated him when he asked what asked what uh, Ragnarok was, it's like if a person doesn't know because they've never been exposed to this religion, how can you get upset about it? Like I understand it's clearly important, but the way that they were all disgusted, even um, Ragnar. <laughs> At uh, Appleton, I was like, gosh, guys, he doesn't understand your religion. How is he expected to know what that is? They look like they were finna flip a table and attack him. <laughs> um, it was, that was funny. But I will say the relationship between Appleton and Ragnar is starting to get, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to get this, like, homoerotic vibes. And I, as we saw, like, the... Like, uh, it seems like Vikings are, like, they're, they're uh, I, I don't want to say bisexual. Um, I want to say they're more like pansexuals. Like, they don't care. Like, attraction is attraction. So, it, is it possible that I'm seeing something that's not there? I'm not sure, but it definitely appears to me as though <laughs> um, Ragnar and Appleton's, like, 
brother brotherly relationship. I don't even call it brotherly. Their relationship is turning to something different. It's just the way he be looking at him. And I could just be making up ships in my head. It's absolutely possible. But that's the vibe I'm getting. Um, anyway, I've talked enough. So I'm going to end it here. Um, until next time, love, peace, care, grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I owe you a huge apology because clearly I can't count. And as I even going into the feedback, I still didn't put it together that we are in fact on episode five. I don't know why I thought we were on six. And thus I had it wrong on the calendar. So I was staring at it thinking we were on six. And no, you are caught up. So six will be dropping this week. I changed it on Thursday, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday, one or the other. So you will be all caught up. My apologies. Um, now with that out of the way, congrats on getting everything moved from one home to the other. I'm sure that was after all those years, quite a hassle. Uh, banned from slime too late. That's hilarious because that is exactly what it happens every time <laughs> banned from slime too damn late it's all it's all they've already created the damage uh, my daughter also has written on walls so i'm gonna have to do painting when i leave this place which is gonna piss me off and you're so right about them inflating the prices on just about everything and i also need to replace the blinds in my home because i don't know what the fuck happened to the ones in the front they were like it's gonna be 90 dollars. i'm just gonna pay them to do it i thought about i was like oh i could probably get those at a cheaper price but i was like yeah but i then i have to go find someone to put them up i don't want to do it i'm lazy like that <laughs> but i'm glad that you love your house coming back from my aunt's house uh her house is so freaking like it's ridiculously badass that y'all are doing the thing with the badass houses i still don't want to jump in i'm like yeah that looks nice <laughs> but i do not want all of that space uh minx got axed so i'm glad that you're catching up on it but it definitely got taken off the schedule and is replaced by peaky blinders mainly because i just do not like the main character and i don't i can't get past it i just <laughs> either of the main characters it's not even just that i can't get past it is it just it doesn't the show doesn't know what it wants to be yet and after what did i what was i on episode seven seven no it's six or seven is when i finally got to i was just like ah oh, i'm 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 done maybe maybe try with the the soft reboot next season because that would work out better for me but yes that's off the roster um thought i'll let you know now <laughs> uh we did see in episode one earl haroldson i think i'm the only one trying to even halfway <laughs> see him from a different side but i mean it's also valid to dislike him for his actions because he is taking actions right but we did see him and he is corrupt he admits he's corrupt in this episode he's like i've i've learned not to care about a lot of things he has there was a point where he might have been kinder and now it's all about maintaining his power and protecting his family and that's ironic to see it that way when 
ragnar really is going on these raids and had come up with this whole da- idea because he wants to protect his family he wants to provide for them he wants to come back with something and not having them continue to struggle which they do begin to explore a little bit later about what led up to him wanting to take this drastic action i don't feel like it's been as deeply uh, touched upon of the enormity of such an action and i think the earl understands very clearly the enormity even and even ragnar after the earl decides to go after them after he comes back and there's the the trial that his brother doesn't betray him and he he's clearly out for him uh he knows that eventually it's going to come to a head because it's event like they were talking about in this episode it's fate uh in both religions you mentioned that they were like no you don't talk about that athelstan but i read it as fear more than disgust like how dare you it was more like we don't talk about that and um that that there's a reason for it uh <laughs> and because i know what ragnarok is actually i think you should i think you know what ragnarok yeah you've watched thor um it's the same mythology so that 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 also lends a little bit more credence to it's just like like there's there's things they're willing to open about and there's things that you know are still held a little close but not for oh we don't want to hear about (laughs) we don't we're disgusted at your questions because clearly after right after they go into well what about your earth they don't continue on they immediately open up so uh, i saw it as fear but back to the earl we did you say how could he everyone's watching him do this corrupt action where we saw in the first episode that the guy that killed someone he was on this person's land on behest of him and he kind of shut him up and they realized that he was corrupt so i think that there has been a consistency of not above board behavior from the earl when it comes to lands and attaining his power and this seems to be an inevitable fate that he would in his quest uh, come into come into conflict so i mean it is what it is and it seems as if for a while the gods were favoring him it feels now as if the gods and he's aware of are favoring someone else so what do you do you try to get ahead of that but it unfortunately backfires uh you're so right about the siggy thing like you can see everything but you can't see your wife clearly i fucking this guy over here he did seem to notice a little bit (laughs) when she was still in the room like why are you are you mesmerized what the hell but she's clearly a younger woman he's an older man they haven't had sex she may have loved him but they clearly haven't had a close relationship in a very long time she's loyal but up to a point and clearly she's starting even to throw her lot in with the ragnars of the world (laughs) even if it is sexually in this moment it hasn't turned completely the tide in his favor once again sorry misled you on the wrong wrong number i'm glad you didn't go into six so now you uh (laughs) you know you have some time before the next podcast drops which i did put on thursday 
If you want to send feedback on our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>